0: Welcome to Ministry in Motion, a program where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Our topic today, pastoral passion. Whether you're a full-time pastor or a lay leader in your local church, God wants you to be a great Christian leader. And our guest today, Dr. Dwight Nelson. Dwight, it's good to have you here on Ministry in Motion. Honored to be with you. And you are, to me, a living example of pastoral passion. You've got a heart for pastoral ministry. God used you to bless pastors around the world. Um, let me ask you where you found that invitation in Scripture from God Mm-mm. to 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 be a, a, a passionate pastor, passionate for God.
1: Well, you look at uh, Derek. You look at the ministry of Paul. So I'm going to that familiar text. You know it well. First Corinthians two two. Mm-hmm. He's coming into uh, Corinth he's been up in Athens just it it was a horrendous experience there with the uh, with the intelligentsia there on Mars Hill so he comes down to Corinth and he tells the Corinthians 1st Corinthians 2 2 I determined uh, on my way I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ Mm. and him crucified right there is a there's some there is a fiery passion Mm. locked in that uh, determination and it, it obviously it's reflected from Damascus Road uh, through his ministry. So the idea of this, this, this burning flame, mm. this passion, not just in uh, New Testament, you have it in Old Testament as well, but in, in those expressions of passion, I have sensed, that's what, that, that's what God calls us to do right. in ministry. He calls us to go deeper, mm. to go deeper. So when you come to... Um, what is it? Psalm 42, like a deer mm. pants for the water. So passion. my heart mm. pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for the living God. The, the very metaphor of hunger and thirst mm. captures passion. What is passion? It is this, this longing for something more, this, this, this desire. Mm-hmm. For me, spirituality is, is encapsulated in that call to passion.
0: You know, I think of the psalmist where he says, "My soul longs for you like a thirsty land." Yeah. So,
1: when when did
0: you start to sense that longing in your own heart? Uh, are certain people just born with that, or is is there uh, yeah, I, a growing awareness of a God inviting you to this? Intimate, passionate relationship.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I have a, a certain time in my life where I say, "Oh, that's where passion begins." Mm. I don't think anybody has that. I think, in my humble uh, conviction, passion is tied up with our encounter with Christ. So we have that first encounter. For me, it was in the seminary. I mean, I grew up. I grew up a preacher's kid, fifth generation member of my community of faith, fourth generation preacher. So I kind of just assumed that this was handed down from father to son, family to family. But it was in the seminary when I really came to grips with the, with the call to a personal relationship with Christ. Mm. So I, I don't believe God says, hey, first you go to a relationship with me. Then you, then I'll teach you about passion. I think it's all bound up.
0: It's like developing yeah, there's, a, there's a relationship a, with, with Karen, of course, your wife. Or? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's birthed in the relationship. Mm. And so passion is that which grows. The, the, the longer you know him, the deeper the, the uh, thirst, the deeper the, the desire to, to, to plumb the depths with God. I mean, you look, at, you look at Elijah. What is his life characterized by? To me, it's, it's a life characterized by passion, a deep passion for God.
0: You know, I find some encouragement there because he just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. So, you know, some people might be watching the program. We've got pastors and lay leaders. They mm-hmm. might say, I, I'm not even a second generation. Uh, right, I'm a first generation yeah, I'm just, seeker. Yeah, mm. and I don't even really know what passion for God looks like in leadership. But Elijah, I mean, he doesn't even say the son of, does mm-hmm. it? It's mm-hmm. just the Tishbite. Mm-hmm. So apparently God can encounter That's a, a person whose a heart point. is open. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: Now, I want to come back to your heritage because I don't pass over that blessing. You say you're fourth or fifth generation, Mm -hmm. depending, you know, fourth generation pastor. Right. Were there people in your family that were really mentors to you of of people who were really passionate for God?
1: Mm. My dad, you know, I grew up uh, listening to my dad preach. And I just happened to believe from a child up, there is the greatest preacher on (laughs) earth. And a missionary's kid, you know, born in Japan and grew up the first 14 years of my life there. So anyway, yeah, just, just seeing my dad in ministry, in preaching. And he preached with passion. I mean, he, he, he was not just a, a, a tepid, timid kind of preacher. Mm. And I said, if God ever calls me to that, <laughs> I want to be like that. Wow, what, so, a, what a privilege. It really was for me. Yeah, yeah. I wish
0: he were still alive. Yeah. Were there others? I'm I'm thinking some of us, some of the people watching may not have had that. Yeah. Um, Were there people that came alongside of you, uh, either peers or people who were kind of
1: incarnational models Mm. for you Mm -hmm. that you went, wow, there's. I'll tell you somebody else just coming to mind. Uh, You probably have never heard of him, but his name was H.M.S. Richards, senior. (laughs) (laughs) Just my parents G- became Seventh-day Adventists really? through the ministry yeah. of the Voice of Prophecy. I listened to a tape of his early on. J.R. Spangler, you remember that name? Mm-hmm. Kind of in the same department where, where you serve now. But anyway, he interviewed H.M.S. Richards Sr., this, this giant of a man of God, deep passion. And Derek, deep in the Word, You can't have a passion for Jesus and not have a passion for the Word. The two are absolutely inextricably linked, linked, a good way to put it. Mm. And as as Spangler is talking to uh, HMS, do you remember they used to have cassette tapes? Back in the (laughs) last millennium? Just after they invented electricity (laughs) when you and I were born. But anyway, I was listening to this cassette tape and Spangler says, you know, how about the Word of God? How does that feed your passion? And I learned something from him. And I teach all my, my uh, young preachers in the seminary now. HMS Richards said, I read the Bible through every year at the beginning of the year, yep. the first month. Yep. and then 40, again, chap- Forty chapters a day, yep. and you're done in the first month. But this man of God who read the entire Bible commentary series through word for word, this man of God whose passion was, was uh, legendary. Where did it come from? It's, from fed, it's fed from here. So for, for you and me as pastors and as preachers, mm, the passion the word. has to get fed here.
0: After the break, I want to come back and talk more about how to find that passion and, and what obstacles and hindrances get in the way. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, pastoral passion. Our guest, Dr. Dwight Nelson. Dwight, you were talking right before the break Mm -hmm. about the importance of the Bible. You talked about HMS Richards. Mm -hmm. I I sense that in your life, too. Your Bible is well-marked. How important is the Bible in discovering that passionate Mm. connection with God? Absolutely
1: essential. Uh, As I said, I think just before the break, they're inseparable. Inextricably linked together, I think mm-hmm. was your phrase. Uh, I, I, the Bible's open here to Ezekiel, and Ezekiel is given the word and he's told to eat it. John, the Revelator, will get that same experience eat the little book. Jeremiah says, I ate your words, and they were my delight. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. There is no question in my mind, Derek, that passion is rooted in Holy Scripture. That's why we as, as pastors and preachers have to go back again and again, every single day, every single day, immersed in the Word. Mm. That's where the fires are let, mm. lit, and that's where the hunger, the thirst is slaked. It's here. Mm.
0: You know, back to relationship. Uh, you know, I don't know if you had any long distance with Karen, your oh, wife. We had but my wife beginning. and I did, yep. and we wrote a lot of letters. Right. To just imagine what she's like mm. really doesn't work very well, does it? Mm-mm. In fact, it could be somewhat misleading. <laughs> you yes, get can get all kinds of <laughs> yes, <it laughs> strange can. ideas. But when you're communicating, yeah. when you're reading, mm. with now today, of course, mm. text and email. and yeah. but But when you're actually getting communication, mm. That's where the relationship goes deeper. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Scripture. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have been created, what was it, Augustine who said, our hearts are restless till they find rest in thee. Mm -hmm. I believe, and so do you, that we have been created with a God-shaped vacuum in our souls. Mm. God has created us to long for him. It's when, Derek, we begin to misplace that passion. We, we're not finding it in God. You know, the, uh, the uh, pastoral ministry is just a 24-7 relentless mm. calling. It can just eat you. It, it can eat you up from the inside out. And if we turn from God as our source for passion, we still have to have passion. Yes, We are creatures of passion. We will turn, we will misplace or misguide that passion to something or someone else in order to keep fires lighted within us. We have to have fire. So let's talk about those, uh, mm. can I use the word,
0: inappropriate places. Yeah, We're talking here to pastors, church mm. leaders, a mm-hmm. lot of demands on them, yeah. depletion. Mm. Instead of you are saying coming to God and mm-hmm. being replenished. Where are some of the places, especially leaders, tend to go? What, are there traps that are, or are we just, you know, common to man, whatever man faces, we'll all face. Mm. What do you think? Do you see leaders struggling with specific challenges?
1: Uh, no question. Uh, you remember Archibald Hart? Yes. The great yes. pastoral counselor, Fuller Theological. Right. Yeah. He did a survey. And I share this with, uh, when I sit down with pastors, I say, hey, guys, listen to these numbers. I'm not going to run the whole survey by you, but uh, 90% of those responded working more than 46 hours a week. Uh, most of us are working way more than 46 hours. Mm-hmm. But that, that begins to just gnaw at your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, 80% believe the pastoral ministry affecting their families negatively. So it's not, it's not always... Four out of five. Four out of five are not having a real pleasant, familial experience in the, in the context of ministry. Let me drop down here. Fifty uh, percent felt unable to meet the needs of the job. I'm just inadequate. Mm-hmm. So we live with this sense of inadequacy. Thirty-seven percent involved in an inappropriate sexual behavior with someone in the church. Why would you? One out of, th- more than one out of three. Why? Mm. Because I have a passion. And I've, you, you can't be rock solid with Jesus and, and be drawn right. to a misguided passion. So obviously... You've, you've just been tugged away from that linkage. I want to I determine I on nothing among you except Jesus Christ and right. crucified. Now I'm moving over here. Something has to fill the vacuum. Mm-hmm. Another fire is offered, and that's that's the Achilles heel of ministry: mm-hmm. doing the work of Christ, but turning elsewhere for the passion that we've been created for. And I'm wondering if pastors, church leaders, are particularly vulnerable because typically a pastor.
0: Uh, Is warm, friendly, very builds relationships well, yeah, and so that trap is laid.
1: And by the way, some of us can be very good at protecting our boundaries interpersonally, Mm -hmm. you know, sexually, gender-wise, right? Yeah, but the existence of pornography has been a huge. uh, I believe it's. I believe it's the devil's most effective weapon against men now we know of course that women are involved in pornography as well but young men and not so young I've had I've had pastors sitting in my office hearts broken in tears because of the the vice grip of sexual addiction and that's what pornography is it's sexual addiction mm-hmm. Uh, I found a, uh, let, me, let me just run this by you. This is Christianity Today. Psychologists say online porn's accessibility, anonymity, and affordability, the three A's of right. cyber sex, okay? Right. Nobody knows. Right. Supposedly. I've, told past, I've talked to pastors who've said, hey, I, my wife thought I was just in there working on the computer, right. not knowing late at night what was going on. All of this plays a role in hooking an individual. Now listen, Derek. Some pastors would never dream of visiting an adult bookstore or running explicit videos, are downloading images and watching live streaming video from the privacy of their own homes and offices. Experts say, now here it is, say pastors who, like many in positions of leadership, you just asked about leaders, are isolated, under pressure to lead exemplary moral lives and subject to intense on-the-job emotional stress. Pastors are at greater risk to become addicted Mm. to porn Mm. because we're created for passion. We've been turning, we've been turning vertically. Something has interfered in that vertical connection. Mm. We still have to have the passion. So we turn to that which will satisfy this longing for fire.
0: Supposedly, but it doesn't last,
1: right? Yeah, it kills you.
0: You know, Archibald Hart talks about the fact that ministry is depleting. There's no way to avoid sucks that. it out of you but you have to take time to replenish yeah uh, after the break I want to talk to you about uh, uh, authentic and healthy ways to replenish the soul good the pathway yeah. maybe you've been watching and you're going maybe it's not pornography maybe it's food maybe it's gambling maybe it's watching entertainment just to numb that your senses some other way to fill that longing in your soul that the psalmist speaks about. But God is the one who can give you that true passion, that that life within you so necessary for effective ministry. After the break, we're going to talk about how we can find that, just like the psalmist longed for it, a passionate relationship with God that will not only bless your life, but be a profound blessing to those in your community we'll be right back after the break welcome back to ministry in motion our topic today pastoral passion that's true if you're a pastor lay leader in your church uh, pastoring with the passion of God in your heart and our guest, Dr. Dwight Nelson. Dwight, I've been challenged and blessed by what you've been sharing, mm-hmm. both your own journey uh, and and also the warnings of these traps. You talked about some of them that, that that pastors, leaders can fall into because that longing for intimacy is not met in God. Mm-hmm. So let's let's move to to the solution. Mm. Someone watching may say, I'm stuck. How do I get out and get back mm. on track?
1: I love what God says. Jeremiah 9, you know the verse as well. they not the mighty man or woman, glory in her might, right. the wealthy in their wealth, the, uh, the, the, the wise in their wisdom, but let him, let, let her who glories, glory in this, that yes. she knows me, that right. he knows me. The Hebrew word, yada, right. to know, to know, to yeah. know. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Genesis uh, four one, and Adam knew Eve his wife, and they had a child. Right. And when you're a kid reading the Old King James, how could you know somebody, mom, and then have children? <laughs> but the reality is, God intimate relation. God uses yada as an intimacy and a call, a call to intimacy. Isn't that amazing? Jeremiah nine he says, "I want you to get intimate with me," and that, Derek, that that's the segue to this vertical again. Mm-hmm. We are called to uh, spiritual intimacy with God. He longs for it. I have to program it into my life. If I do not calculate and intentionally plan for opportunity for intimacy, this becomes this becomes r- rote routine, and then I'm looking around for fire somewhere else. But on
0: on a someone says. I feel like a hypocrite because I'm, I'm trying to schedule that time, but I still have these, these images or these programs or these mm. th- video games I've been playing just mm. kind of randomly flashing in my brain. Is it hypocrisy to come and throw yourself before God with all of that no, going no, no,
1: on? Not at all. I believe the gospel is clear. The God who spoke the universe into existence, Psalm 33, 6, he spoke and it was, right. he, he, he commanded stood fast, uh, that's right. verse 9. When God speaks a word, and Jesus is the word of God. In the beginning was the word. He mm-hmm. is the word. When God speaks the word, the reality behind the word is created. So when I come into his presence, Derek, mm. God, I'm all, I'm all battered and bruised and mm. bloody from, from a false passion. Mm. I'm returning to you. Mm. When God speaks a word of purity... That word of purity instantly in the gospel. That the gospel tells us that word of purity is released in me. God creates what I hunger for. I want to be righteous, God. <laughs> I want to be washed clean. He's, he's I faithful. Wanted, I want to use my favorite Hebrew word. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. So, so for for. A man has been beaten down by a misguided or misplaced passion, a woman mm. that's been mm. distracted. Mm. God is saying, Come back, come back, come back. We can start over. I'll I'll kindle a new fire for you. I just think of the story of the loving father in
0: the story of the wayward son. Mm. And, and and he finally comes to mm. himself. He's he's been seeking, looking for passion in all of the wrong places. Mm-hmm. And and the father runs to meet him. That's the picture I'm, I'm hearing from you. Yeah, absolutely running, throwing yeah. his arms
1: around kissing. Mm-hmm. And what's the word? If any, if any man is in Christ, if any woman is in Christ, she is a new creation. The God who <laughs> spoke the universe with a word speaks you and me with a word into a brand new life.
0: And from that point, mm. I want to come back to how intentional you were when you were courting Karen. It, is, is it um, artificial to be very intentional about scheduling time? It's not artificial at all. Scheduling
1: a weekend no. retreat? no, no. No. And, Derek, I do want to go back to uh, pornography just for a moment. It's one of the most addictive behaviors that that the human can know. Pornography sometimes cannot be licked one-on-one with God. He, he needs, God needs an accountability partner for the one who is seeking to be set free. Mm. There are too many guys who try to do it alone and do it over and over and over again, this re- re- God's grace takes us back instantly, sure. but recovery sometimes necessitates somebody to walk alongside of us. And so and if don't, be, coming... don't be hesitant to talk, get an accountability part. Sure. And
0: if I come back to the word uh, and I seek God's will in it, I mean, mm. two are better than one, you yes, know, a yes, threefold yes. cord not easily Correct. broken. So, yeah. so those Good principles point. can come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you schedule time with God? I do. Yeah. Every day.
1: I have to, and uh, I, you know when I talk to pastors or, or young seminarians, hey guys, it's seven days a week. There's not a day off with God. Mm. Well, I'm taking Sundays off. I preach my heart out on, on Sabbath, and you'll be I most vulnerable day on day. Sunday. You will be the most vulnerable on Sunday. Absolutely, mm. you can never drop your guard. Mm. The, the devil, like a roaring lion, he's this dragon. He's just that 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 weapon is cocked. So we're we're not we're not. These are not imitation games of war. We are in the thick the of the last cosmic mm. battle in the history of the universe. Mm. And it's an honor to be a part of it. But because of that vulnerability, uh, Paul was at Ephesians 6. You know the passage well. The armor of God. The yeah. armor of God right. every single right. day. Pray in the
0: spirit on yeah. all occasions <clears throat> with all kinds of prayers. And I love the next verse, 19. Mm. Pray also for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So he's a leader. Because I'm vulnerable. Right. Pray and,
0: for me. Yes. So... What about scheduling more intense times than mm. the quiet time each day? Mm-hmm. Do you ever schedule a whole day? Or do you take your uh, team sometimes on a spiritual retreat?
1: How- Two different questions. With the team, teams need to have those down times as well. Now, we have we, uh, with my uh, pastoral team, we program into every uh, weekly staff meeting some, some substantial time for worship and prayer. But there needs to be off-site time. You're right. And for me personally, I schedule in the summer when I can get away for some days so that I'm uninterrupted in that time of just, okay, God, 12 months coming ahead. Mm-hmm. How are you and I going to <laughs> grow through this and help lead our people to grow in their passion for you as well?
0: How does that passion that God obviously desires you to have as a leader, right? how does that affect your relationship with your spouse?
1: I think it's a huge plus. Partic- is hard. Yeah. Particularly when your spouse is sold out on that same quest for passion. Mm. Now, I, 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 tell, I tell couples, listen, don't expect that you're going to be moving at the same speed. You're in different worlds. You share the same world, but you have a private walk with God. That's and right. do not impose your parameters on your spouse. Well, honey, this is how much time I spend. Therefore, you need to spend the, amount, the same amount of time. No, we each grow before God uh, as individuals, but we grow together. So there's a huge residual positive lift for for marriages when both are passionate about seeking that passion with God.
0: Dwight, I've been blessed. We've got just a few seconds left. One sentence of encouragement to
1: pastors, lay leaders about being passionate for Mm. God. The encouraging word is this. God is hungry for you. Mm. It's not like we, we're coming up against a God who says, all right, prove it to me that you, really, that you really love me. God is saying, I have given everything for you. Just with, 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 with a wide open heart, step into my embrace, mm. and I will deepen you. What I've called you to do with my bidding comes my <laughs> enab- enabling, and I will give you the passion that you seek that's in my heart.
0: Amen. Dwight, yeah. thanks for joining us today on Ministry of Motion. Thank you for joining us. I hope you've been as inspired as I have. The Bible says, if you seek me, you'll find me. If you search for me with all your heart, God's not hiding from us. He says, I will be found by you. And he longs to experience that life-changing intimacy with you. And here's the beautiful sequel. Not only will you be blessed, but your family and those in your ministry circle will be blessed. Go out and make a difference in Jesus' name.